This could not be further from the truth. I have to say it this directly. The reason why so many powerful coaches and powerful souls, leaders, people struggle financially is because they subscribe to that exact mindset, to the mindset that wealth is not spiritual or that wealth or money is even evil. Hello beautiful soul and welcome back to Rooted in the Cosmos. My name is Isabel Gloria, I'm a spiritual teacher and spiritual leadership mentor and I'm so happy to have you here for a brand new episode. It's gotten a little bit chilly here in Germany so autumn has definitely arrived now. What I always love to do in autumn and in winter is to make my home super cozy. Lots of candles, lots of scented candles, fairy lights, incense, just like a very cozy vibe. And that's where I work best. Um, like I love to be creative in autumn. And for me personally, that's the most creative time. Like autumn, winter is the most creative time when it comes to creating new offers or coming up with new ideas for my business, like stuff like that. Spring and summer is obviously also a creative time because I'm creative all year round, but it's a lot different. In, in summer, it's more like going out, being outside a lot, creating content out there, like filming a lot outside, stuff like that. And in autumn, it's more like going inward and birthing new ideas that you then can launch in spring if you want to use business terms. And what I did yesterday with my lovely soul sister and friend Elaine is that we picked our candle of the year. <laughs> so we do a lot of co-working together. We just meet up and work on our own stuff and just hold each other accountable. And what we love to do is to pick a scented candle that we both like and um, burn it every time we do co-working together. So we believe <laughs> that this somehow trains our brain to get in focus as soon as we smell that candle. And it kind of works. It really works. When I smell like the scent that we picked for the year and we've been working a few times together, having this candle burn, it kind of makes me go into focus mode and it kind of switches something in me that makes me focus and work. It's so cool. And um, so if you need something to help you focus or to help you switch into a working mindset or into a creative mindset, into into a flow state, definitely try it out. Get a nice scented candle. Make sure it's a vegetable oil or any, like with essential oils and stuff like that. Do not burn any chemical shit. Um, and get yourself a nice candle and try it out and let me know if it works. It definitely does work for us. We've been doing this for a couple of years now. And uh, yeah, it's a fun little thing that we love to do in autumn and winter. Speaking of work, today's episode is meant for you if you feel like you have a special calling or you have something else to do on this planet. It doesn't have to be building a business or becoming a coach, but it sure can. And from my experience, a lot of spiritual women want to become coaches. And I feel like this is not just because it's a trend right now or because more and more coaches pop out of nowhere. I feel like it's it's really a almost like a divinely guided thing for spiritual people, for conscious people to want to become coaches because that's a realm where we can 
reach a lot of people and where we can impact people in a very powerful way. But what I always see in my work is that there are so many, I work with women, so I know a lo about a lot of women who have such great potential to guide others and to who are just naturally gifted to be a guide for others. And I see it so clearly and they don't seem to see it so clearly and they doubt themselves a lot. And I've had that with clients. I've had that with people I was just in conversation with. And I see that a lot, actually, that always the ones that really have the potential, that really have the authenticity and the heart, uh, the heart energy to actually do good in the world, that those are the most humble and the ones that do not dare to go out there and just do it. And then on the on the contrary, on the other side, there's a lot of very loud coaches. And I'm not trying to bash like the coaching industry. There's a lot of amazing people out there, a lot of amazing work and value. But there definitely is the side to it that the loud people and the extroverted people get a lot of attention. And it isn't it isn't always the case that those people have the most value to provide or that those people are the ones who have done the work themselves. And it's so, so important to do the work yourself if you want to guide others. So that's a, a pattern I unfortunately see over and over again in in the coaching industry and in the spiritual, in the spiritual community in general. It doesn't have to be exclusively coaches, just people talking about spirituality, sharing their wisdom and all of that. A lot of the times, the loudest people get the most attention and they don't have the best value to share. So that being said, I hope this episode is a little bit of a, like a push for you to get out of your comfort zone, to be a little bit louder with the value and the wisdom that you have and to overcome some limiting beliefs. And I want to touch on those limiting beliefs today to give you a little bit of a different perspective and to create a mindset shift within, because I feel like it's super important to allow yourself to have that mindset shift and to adapt to a more empowered mindset. Because if you have a calling and if you feel like you're meant to do something with that calling, there's a reason for that. And you definitely should step onto that path, even though it feels scary, it probably feels scary and you don't know what you're doing. But yeah, I hope this episode empowers you a little bit to think about what life has in store for you, what you're feeling called to do, and all that all that stuff. A limiting belief that I see in a lot of women is the belief, I am not spiritually evolved enough. And I just want to tell you, this is absolutely not the case. Like I just said, ironically, it's often those who feel like they're not ready yet, who are the ones who would benefit so many people if they just dare to go out there and share their services and share their message. You are continually evolving on your spiritual journey. When you do the work, you are evolving all the time. You're never done with that. And being a spiritual leader isn't about how enlightened you are or how far you are on your journey because the journey never ends. It always continues. I'm constantly evolving. You are constantly evolving. I'm not the same person I was three years ago when I started my business. You are not the same person you were three years ago. It's a natural process. And your desire to step into this role is not just a human desire. It's nothing that comes from the ego. 
I mean, it can be, but it, if it's a really, truly heartfelt desire that comes from within, it's a calling that aligns with your soul purpose. And this has been planned long before you even entered this human experience. So it's definitely nothing ego-based or nothing that is just coming from your human perspective. It's much deeper than that. And if that's the case, I'm sure you can also feel that it's so gut-wrenchingly deep, that desire for something that we cannot even describe sometimes. And as you progress on your own spiritual path, your teachings will naturally evolve and the audience you serve may grow and, ch and change with you. However, there's always, at every stage of your journey, there is always someone who can benefit from the wisdom and guidance you have to offer at that exact moment. So you always have to think about that. If you think about stepping into uh, the role of a spiritual leader, of a coach, of someone who just shares wisdom on social media, it doesn't even have to be a business. You have to realize that you're always a few steps ahead of someone who's just starting out, of someone who's just beginning their spiritual journey, whatever it is. It has nothing to do with hierarchy or with being better than others. It's just a natural process. You learn from teachers who are a few steps ahead of you and you can teach students who are a few steps behind compared to you. It's just a natural thing of being a teacher and being a student at the same time. And there is not ever the case where you have to feel like you're not spiritually evolved enough, because that's not a thing. As soon as you feel called to share something, to share from your level of wisdom, your level of consciousness, there is someone who will resonate with that and who can benefit with that because they're just at the brink of getting where you already are. So thinking that you're not spiritually evolved enough, throw that out the window. It's not a thing. If you feel called to do something, if you feel called to share your wisdom, freaking do it. It's not a race. With this doubt around spirituality and spiritual evolution often comes a human doubt and a human limiting belief, which is I'm not charismatic and confident enough. And what I have to say about this is that what often matters most in the spiritual leadership realm is authenticity. You don't have to be the most charismatic or confident person to reach your target audience or to reach your ideal people. Being true to yourself and your beliefs and your journey can resonate way, way, way more deeply than as if you would just put up an image for yourself that is super charismatic and super extroverted and super confident, which isn't truly you. People can pick that up and the energy of what you radiate speaks louder than the words you say. So you can pretend to be super confident, to be super out there, to be super wise, whatever it is that you can pretend to be. But if your energy doesn't match that, people will feel that something is off and will make them turn away rather than magnetize them towards you. So authenticity and vulnerability can build trust and connection way more than any level of confidence or charisma could ever do. And that's what you have to focus on. There is nothing wrong about becoming more confident and more charismatic in your work because you just become more comfortable. I think it's actually a natural process. If you were someone who just starts out sharing your spiritual journey on social media, let's take that as an example. You're someone who just feels called to share what they learn along the way in hopes of someone getting inspiration from that or someone being uh, supported by that. 
you will feel freaking weird in the beginning. You will feel like, what am I doing? I'm like exposing myself on such a deep level and nobody's listening. Nobody's giving me any feedback. It feels weird and that's why you're not as confident in sharing. But let one year pass. You get a lot of feedback. You got a lot of engagement on your social media channels. You got a lot of messages saying, hey, what you share resonates so deeply with me. Helps me so much to see your posts and this one post this this helped me really overcome this and this problem and you become more confident in sharing because you have external proof that it actually does create impact and does create a shift in someone else's life so you become naturally more confident it's nothing you can fake it's just something you can grow into and it will naturally happen the key is to do it even though you do not feel confident yet so if you never start out if you never move through the awkward stage and if you're never um, okay with feeling awkward and feeling like you're stepping outside of your comfort zone every single day, you will never get to the confident part. You will never get to the embodied leader that you want to become. There is not a way to skip the awkward middle part. You have to evolve through it. And just let this be a reminder that it's okay. You don't have to be super professional in front of a camera to share your wisdom you don't have to speak super um, professionally about spiritual topics to share a story time about a spiritual experience you had just be yourself and just share however you want to share and talk with the camera or with your followers as if you were talking to a friend just be yourself that's the most amazing thing you can do and it's something that often is the hardest because it feels so exposed. Before I became a spiritual teacher and a mentor, I used to work as a model and um, I had a art project for a couple of years together with a friend. And we, it was an art project where we kind of played a character, not really, like we dressed up in vintage clothing, 60s, 50s, 40s, a very glamorous look and there was always a lot of makeup involved and a lot of hot rollers to get the hair beautiful and stuff like that. So there was a lot of, it was a whole process until we were these people that we portrayed in these art projects. And even though we went by our names for the photo shoots, for the videos, for the events, for everything we did, we went by our names, but there was this level of disconnect there, which was quite comfortable because I didn't have to be myself. I didn't have to show up as myself, as my truest self. And I didn't have to share my truest values and my beliefs and all that. It was all very superficial and it was a lot about just uh, the external things. It was much easier to be confident and to be out there in this look and in this type of setting than it is today speaking in front of 100, 150 people in a webinar talking about something that is really, really dear to my heart. It feels more real, but that makes it more beautiful to me because when I did the modeling at one point, I felt so empty and I felt so like I felt like my soul had been sucked out of me because there was nothing with any depth, nothing that really could give me anything back. And I 100% prefer the discomfort of being authentic and being vulnerable sometimes than just playing a role and being an art project. That's just not for me. 
but there was definitely, I have to admit, this level of comfort in it because I didn't have to be myself. And this is something that I actually work through with my clients as well. In the mentorship, I work with aspiring coaches or new coaches. And one of the biggest struggle they often have is to create an image for themselves that feels slightly like a persona because that's something we need to protect our personal energy but is mainly authentic and is it's an extension of who you truly are there is a lot going into this which I'm not going to go into right now about creating an image and still staying authentic and all of that protecting your energy while still being authentic all of that there's a lot going into this but just so you know that if you struggle with thinking that you're not confident enough or that you're not charismatic enough to be a spiritual leader, you're not the only one struggling with that. Every new coach is struggling with that. And it's one of the things that we work on the most in in my coaching to find an, an image for themselves that feels true, but still feels like they can detach themselves from a little bit because we cannot we cannot completely model our personal self and our business self into one into one person. So there's a lot of people who struggle with the same thing and this should be another reminder for you that this is nothing that should hold you back. Staying in the realm of business, another limiting belief that I often hear is seeking business growth and financial success does not align with spiritual values. This could not be further from the truth. I have to say it this directly. The reason why so many powerful coaches and powerful souls, leaders, people struggle financially is because they subscribe to that exact mindset, to the mindset that wealth is not spiritual or that wealth or money is even evil. That's another thing. Like some people literally think everyone who has money is evil and money itself is evil. Think about it this way. If many conscious people create wealth for themselves and do good things with that money that they have, slowly but surely something is changing in the world. There is no way around it. Something is changing. If the money is redistributed into the hands of good people, something's going to change in the world. Right now, it's not in the hands of the greatest people. And I'm not talking about the millionaire next door with the big house. I'm talking about like the real big money. It's just not in the hands of good people. So why do we feel like we cannot create wealth for ourselves as conscious people? Why do we feel like we have to be so humble? We have to think that money is evil, that money is not spiritual. That is all BS. It's huge BS. Money is an energy. Money is an exchange. And money is, sadly, a way to create impact in the world. I wouldn't choose it to be that way if I didn't have to, but it's just a reality. And we have to play by the rules and allow ourselves to gain that money and to accumulate wealth so we can be the ones to impact the world with that money because that's how the world works, sadly. It works through money. But if we have good intentions, if we have a benevolent mindset around other people, around what money should be and do, we can change the world. Conscious people embracing financial success as a means to support their own well-being and to make an impact in a positive way can lead to meaningful change on a global scale. 
It will not happen overnight. It will not happen next week. But really think of that. If we finally get out of this mindset that money is evil, that money and spirituality or money and consciousness does not go together, imagine what could happen. Imagine if every conscious good person had so much money that they could actually impact the world in a physical way. Imagine what would happen. And that should be your motivator. First of all, you want to create a beautiful, nourishing life for yourself so you can provide for others. You can provide in a spiritual way, in a financial way, in an emotional way, whatever feels right for you and whatever you're capable of doing. But at the same time, think of the collective. Think of the ripple effect that you are creating by creating your own wealth, by finally getting out of the mindset of, I can't have money because I'm spiritual. I can't have money because then others will see me as like greedy or something. Get out of this mindset and actually change your mindset, attract money, attract abundance, work for that abundance, take action steps so that abundance can come to you and then impact the world in a beautiful way. And if you're not the only one doing this, but I'm doing it and thousands of others are doing it, millions of others are doing it, and they're all good conscious people and they're all impacting their little world, it will create a huge ripple effect. And if we think far into the future, this will actually impact the world globally. Like it will change so much. But we are in this trap of thinking badly about money, about wealth, about success. We need to get out of this because that's our trap. That's what keeps us so small. This fucking humbleness. Throw it out the window. Another thing that I often hear, and it's actually a huge objection when I talk to uh, clients, is that they believe that they don't have a large enough following to be successful. I want to tell you this, even if your following is relatively small or if you're just starting out, if you're in the process of growing an audience first, each individual that you impact and that you guide and support on their spiritual journey, on their health journey, on their emotional journey, whatever it is, is a meaningful impact. Every person counts. Why do we always just count if it's the masses? Why don't individual people count as well? <laughs> like it's, They count too. It's important too. And your influence will have a ripple effect as those you help share their own growth with others. The potential that we have with social media right now, the potential of social media for us spiritual leaders is amazing. It's nothing like this has ever been the case before. You never know what could unfold just by using social media. One rival piece of content, one share from the right person, or one video that really resonates with a lot of people on that day. Any of these could entirely transform your path. Nourish the people you already have in your audience, even if it's just like 100 people or 50 people or 300 people, whatever your number is, nourish those, but also stay open to receive more. Because only if you keep going, you can grow. Every single content creator, every single successful coach, every person that you may look up to, they started with zero followers just like you. They started with 100 followers just like you. They grew their audience and at one point this shift happened and a lot of people came in. And sometimes that takes years. I know a lot of people who have been in, not just in the coaching industry, but also in the fashion industry from like earlier in my career. 
I know a lot of these people have been working for years and years and years on their social media channels. And at one point it just clicks and their business is flourishing and stuff is happening. So don't give up. Only if you keep going, you can grow and you can succeed. The most detrimental limiting belief, which is fairly common, unfortunately, is that people are going into their leadership journey believing that they won't be successful anyway. Like this limiting belief of, well, I'm doing this, but I won't be successful anyway. It's always going to be a hobby. It's always going to be just a side hustle. It's always just going to be me talking for free on social media about my wisdom. Believing that you won't be successful can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you expect failure and if you expect stagnation, you may not put in the effort required for success. Success requires an unshakable belief in yourself and a commitment to your personal growth and development. You have to have these two, otherwise you don't even have to start. And even if you cannot see the external proof of you succeeding in, in the external world yet, you have to trust that it will come and you have to keep going. Many spiritual leaders you may like look up to, they struggled for years before they gained any type of recognition. The other day, my friend told me about a woman she knows that had a podcast for, I think, over a year, and she uploaded episodes weekly, and basically no one was listening, but she kept doing it. She kept uploading every week for an entire year or longer than that. And then after this year, during a random week, it took off out of nowhere, her streams skyrocketed, and it impacted her business in a very positive way. So everything changed for her. And ever since, she's very successful with what she does. So you have to trust that your time will come. There is always divine timing at play. If something has not happened for you yet that you want so badly, there is either something even better in store for you that you have to wait for, or something that you cannot understand, that you cannot see, is orchestrating itself so you can have that big success. Trust that your time will come. That is the key. You cannot go into any type of leadership position thinking that you won't be successful anyway, because then that will be the case. You have to trust yourself. You have to believe in yourself. And you also have to have faith that it's just going to happen in divine timing. And during this period of having faith, waiting it out, trusting yourself, believing yourself, believing in yourself, sometimes doubting yourself, you have to keep going. You have to stay active. You have to take the action steps necessary to actually create this success. Always go into everything with the mindset of, I'm going to be successful no matter what. It's just a question of when this will happen. As you may be able to tell by the way I talk about this, I'm very passionate about empowering you to step into your power because I've gone through this entire journey. I started out having a horrible money mindset. I started out not really believing in myself. I started out thinking I need someone external to push me to be able to succeed. Like all these limiting beliefs that you may have, I had those and I overcame them. And I really want you to overcome them too. And I know it's not going to happen overnight. I know it's a journey and it's a process, but I really hope that this podcast and just our weekly conversations about empowerment, about leadership, about spirituality can just help you to step into your light more and into your own radiance more because that is so needed in the world and we need you we need you 
I really hope you're gonna tune back in for next week's episode. It's gonna be the spooky episode about ghosts, spirits, entities, all that spooky stuff. And it's right before Halloween, so the veil will be very thin and it's the perfect time to publish this podcast episode. I'm really looking forward to this episode and I'm looking forward to connecting with you next week, next Sunday. And uh, until then, have a great week, have a great time, keep yourself empowered, remind yourself of what we've just talked about. And uh, that being said, see you next week or hear you next week. What do you say on a podcast? <laughs> Until next week, have a beautiful time. <laughs>